두둥 넷플릭스 두둥 Craig's like, <clears throat> Papa was a drone. Mama was a Netflix subscription. Because he's a robot. Yeah. He's an artificial intelligence. He just Papa records. was a drone that shot over Alaska. That wasn't a oh. drone. That was a fucking alien. It's aliens. Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> They're finally here. Thank God. Thank God I'm tired of living on this gay earth. Hopefully. All of you are overeducated and over gay. I know it. Hopefully the aliens bring back goddamn masculinity. Yeah, that's why the Chinese are trying to shoot him down. Take it, take it out of here. What does China have to do with it? Y'all, you didn't hear this? There's now an unidentified object over China, and oh. they're, they're going to shoot it down, and they're asking for local Chinese fishermen. Like, hey, if you guys they're are nearby, take pictures or you know maybe get some of it for us. Sweet. Maybe it is the alien invasion. They're like, we gotta get the aliens. Are like, all right, first we gotta get uh, no, Canada. Canada sent their own balloons over. We gotta get bumfuck United States and then fucking bumfuck China. <laughs> <clears throat> it's up in the northeast where it's snowy. They do all the mining. That's crazy, man. There's balloons. There's UFOs. Someone blew the train blew up. Um. What else is going on? The fucking people are playing the wizard game. It's out of control this week. It's a crazy week for mm, society. <laughs> Damn, Maybe the wizard game. I think mm-hmm. the, the release of the wizard game probably actually triggered like the um uh the UFOs because they're like, oh, they've really done it now. So okay. then they're like, all right, we're gonna blow up the train. And then we're gonna launch balloons, and then we're gonna get shot down. <laughs> All right, guys, <clears throat> that's our master good, plan, huh? Pretty good plan so far from the aliens. <laughs> I, I mean, we traveled millions of light years for this, guys. We got it um, all figured out. I don't know what the end goal is, but I'm sure they got one because they're uh, in- intelligence, vast intelligence beyond our understanding. The aliens. Man, I fucking wish it was aliens instead of some stupid ass fucking whatever bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it is aliens. Aliens. It's not. Like, you know, it's never anything cool. It's something stupid. It's, yeah, it's never anything cool. It's never like fucking turns out they're really magic is real and there are trolls. Yeah, you know, we actually shot down a wizard over Alaska. Sorry, guys. <laughs> woo. Yeah, they don't ever find like a dark portal and orcs come through it or anything. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fucking cool. Yeah, fight an army of invading orcs from another dimension. And then yeah. we'll, they'll start genetically modifying us so that we have the weird uh, Warcraft and Warhammer proportions. <laughs> as long as I get those shoulder pads, I'm cool with it. 
I want to be, uh, what are the Warhammer dudes called that, you know, they give them like four hearts and two buttholes, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if about, enough about Warhammer buttholes. Yeah, the, yeah, those, the, the Ultramarines from Warhammer Yeah, the Ultramarines, fucking uh, okay. Warhammer. I thought you were talking are. about the regular Warhammer, not Warhammer 40k. Yeah, they're like all genetically modified with like a bunch of extra organs and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many buttholes. <laughs> Really badass. I'm be like, I have so many dicks. I'm be like, I got just got like 14 buttholes, a butthole for everything. You know, <laughs> all the categories <laughs> of food I eat, they go exactly. Yeah, this, oh, this is this is for when I have salads. This is my salad. This is just one. This one just where I keep my keys. Not me. I don't have a bunch of dicks. They're gonna each dick is gonna be able to ejaculate a, a different kind of noxious chemical, like the train that exploded. That's that train only releases one time an oxygen chemical. Yeah, but I'll be it'd be like I have multiple chemicals. <laughs> I guess the train didn't explode; it derailed, and then they did a controlled explosion. Right? Isn't that what happened? Yeah, I guess. I mean, or controlled burn, air quote controlled burn, and then they're like, "Yeah, it's probably safe to come back. Don't worry about it. Pass. I'm gonna pass on that." For some reason, we arrested the uh, reporter. We're not no, just in. one? I think they arrested a couple. Yeah. Not, for some reason. But everything's fine. Oh, all your pets are dead? No, I don't know. Should be fine. It'll be alright. Don't worry about it. Don't worry Who's about a, it. Who left their pet behind? <clears throat> Whatever, man. The world's coming apart. Can't even get people not to play the stupid bullshit wizard game. So fucking Netflix, baby. No ethical Not only can you not get people to play it, I mean, just not getting the... Just getting the to them just playing is fine, but to have them play cry and be really aggressive about it is really weird. About about it. It. Oh, you're bullying me! How dare you be mean to me for playing the turf game? Oh, you little uh, you fucking streamer bitches! You're all useless. Yeah, Jesus you? Christ! You know what I mean? It, it, didn't she say she's going to donate a bunch of money? <clears throat> like yeah, every she dollar she gets is going to say yeah, that's like feels like real. Fuck you to me. She explicitly you know? said she's seeing it that every purchase made is an endorsement of her beliefs and she's going to be donating money to like anti trans shit. Like there's mm-hmm. no black, there's no neutral, no grayness about it or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like don't fucking play it. And then people are like, well, there's no ethical consumption in capitalism. It's like, yeah, you're supposed to internalize that and do your best to avoid making frivolous purchases for bullshit, not just buy whatever the fuck you want. <clears throat> Be like, oh, uh, here's my orphan hair coat I just bought. No ethical consumption in capitalism. I needed this. Me. I needed this. You could at least download it, steal the game, guys. Yeah, it's already cracked. You just pirated it. Fuck it. <clears throat> Whatever. It doesn't matter. We're here to talk about Netflix movies, some other bullshit that doesn't matter. No ethical consumption in capitalism. Got to Netflix and destroy the environment because of fucking all the electricity used for streaming. Fuck it. Not me though. I don't pay for Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I just pay for the extra use for random torrents. Yeah, Actually, just... you you use you, you your parents pay for Netflix. Um. Yeah, I'm logged into their account. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. Sh- I guess occasionally I actually use the Netflix to watch some of these movies they're watching, but sometimes I will just torrent them for some reason. I don't know why. Already- <laughs> <laughs> no, like, think about it. It's like, why am I doing that? Oh, well, I don't want to give Netflix any traffic. <clears throat> You're hurting these poor uh, creators. Poor, these content creators, not yeah. filmmakers. These are content creators. Well, some of them are filmmakers. 
No, they're content creators. That's on Netflix. Season. We're also content creators, and we make a little show. You may have heard of it. Yeah, it's little, in the, we make uh, our sewers from our contents from the sewer, though. Yeah, a little show by, by the name uh, by the name of uh, Content Sewer, where we review Netflix original films and generally complain about the state of society. Through Netflix original film. It's all intertwined. Like you can <clears throat> do you, every movie we watch on Netflix, I can see the just the the rejection of humanity and the degradation of society through capitalism by watching Netflix films. Just by the nature of it being on Netflix. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> everything's fucked, isn't it? Huh? Well, I'm Tiger's Kyle. I'm gonna come up with a new name, but I'm Tiger's Kyle for now. That's uh, uh Rat Scabies, Sean. In parentheses, Ratscabies strong. I feel like my name gets worse and worse every time. Yeah, I'll try to think of something better. Content sewer and Netflix films, what are they all about? Is there anything, any content in these this content, anything you can believe in? Is there any human alive who can look themselves in the mirror without a without winking? Say what they mean without drinking? Idris Elba, maybe. And me, Tigers Kyle, I don't give a fuck. I got nothing to lose. Just like Idris Elba. You can't look at yourself in the mirror without winking. Yeah, just because I like to look at me. I'm like, who's that cutie? Face, I like to stare um, at my face in the mirror for hours on end until every feature loses all meaning and I completely disassociate myself. It's fun to do that when you're on the shrooms. Just look at yourself in the mirror and you're immediately kind of like, can't believe that's me. <laughs> I care that that's me. That's nuts. <laughs> oh, weird. He's, he's a weird looking guy. Yeah, look at him. Uh, today's the Super Bowl. It's also the 30th anniversary of the heroic t- trio, the greatest superhero film ever made from Hong Kong. Everyone check it out. It's uh, not on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix, Netflix doesn't have anything before like the year 2004, I think. It's got some stuff on there, but you know. They're like, hey, movies didn't came exist with, like, a until. Package of other things. Movies didn't exist until Netflix existed. Netflix created movies. Movie this, theaters, it, never it, heard of them. Steam, uh... I mean, cinema, whatever. Same thing. Netflix. Cinema. Um, cinema. That, what the fuck is pretentious that shit is cinema? What are you, French or something? That's some sort of communist French word? Yes. <clears throat> I'll shoot it down like a Chinese <laughs> blimp balloon. Uh, we watched uh, The Heart of They Fall. It is a cowboy movie. It's a cowboy one. It's a western uh, last week we revealed it was directed by James Samuel, who is the brother of Seal. Can you believe it, folks? Yep. Can you believe it? Can you believe Seal has a who, brother who's making Whoever knew it, Seals had brothers. Yeah, he's a musician too, of some kind. I, re- I don't remember. Uh, he was like a producer, and uh, <laughs> it sounded like he was like a conscious rapper. You know, you know those kind of boring guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he made a movie, and you know what? Um, another hot take like last week. This is a pretty good movie. This ain't bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Not a bad over, at all. Overwritten in parts? I think I used that complaint about another movie a few weeks ago. But, you know, oh. pretty good. I don't think and- this one's overwritten at all. I was worried in the beginning when they were just introducing characters nonstop that I was like, That's oh, no. That's kind of the part where I was like, eh, it's a little bit too much for me. I was like, this is going to be a bigger way, different way to introduce characters. Yeah, just because they are introducing so many at the beginning, I was like, oh, no, this shit's going to go off the rails. But um, no, they kept it together. It all it all ends up being like all the characters are heading to the one showdown anyway. So it's like, yeah, OK. Uh, the other part I was worried about is 
when they he, he like coerced them into doing a bank robbery for him, I'm like, this kind of doesn't make sense. But then they brought it all back. What, Idris Elba? Yeah. Coercing them into doing a bank robbery? Because it's like, yeah, okay, I get he needs money, but why is he like, yeah, you got to go rob this bank and you got to show your face. And and then he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm trying to corrupt you because you're my brother. And I'm trying to like, it's all because I'm pissing on my dad's grave. Oh, well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I I think he just kind of needed money, right? <laughs> well, no, even, yeah, when it's all ties into the, he needed money, but he also said that the whole, every every person you kill and person you rob was like, was like just black mark on my father. I don't know why I'm giving him such a weird accent. Yeah, I don't know. But if it's like, a cowboy movie, so I'll talk like that. I don't know if he, that was his intention, though. I think that was just like a... A uh, happy accident, right? <laughs> well, happy little, happy little treeless right here. <clears throat> yeah, we got a pretty stellar cast. Um, Regina King is really good in this movie. I guess she's good in everything she does. But I yeah, no one's ever said like, that before, huh? Regina King's really good in this, huh? She's really good at acting, huh? Yeah, I was watching it and I was like, hey, you know what? She's pretty good at acting. She should uh, get some get some awards and stuff for it. Maybe. <laughs> I hope someone recognizes it someday. Yeah, <laughs> no, everyone should be talking about Regina King nonstop. Uh, Lucky Sandfeld's good. Uh, Idris Elba's good. I thought he was underutilized until the very end of the movie when he does the monologue about his dad, and then I was like, "All right." The, I thought the, it was perfect for like a Western bad guy. You don't want to see a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's just like. DJ Driz is cool, so like they could have shown him murdering more people, you know. I guess is my thing. <laughs> Just want to see him on my screen, and when he's not on screen, all the other characters should be asking about him. Actually, yeah, that's actually what's happening. Yeah, that's exactly what. Yeah. <laughs> Every other when he wasn't on screen, everyone was talking about him. <laughs> um, I uh, Jonathan Majors plays Nat Love, our hero, our main protagonist. I think he little miscast. And not because he did a bad job or anything, but um, there's not too much going on with Nat Love as a character. So I feel like maybe get someone a little bit more stoic and serious, like hell-bent on vengeance or whatever. Yeah, there's a there's a little too much natural charisma coming off of John. Yeah, like, yeah, he, he, like if... um. The character is a little bit more playful and just like happened to be like maybe like a you know a rascally outlaw, no problem. But I think it's not his performance really, or even the character exactly. It's just kind of how the character is written. Like if the story was still exactly the same, but the character was like I said more stoic and serious and vengeful, then I think that'd be good. Because yeah, he kind of yeah I don't know. He's just like too affable or something. <laughs> <laughs> but but he doesn't really have anything much to say or you know what i mean so like i feel like they could have gone one way or the other like yeah make him like a lovable rogue who's yeah he's had a hard life but you know he just he's just taking the piss or they make him super serious and gruff but they're kind of like in between they're trying, yeah they're doing the he's here in the middle here uh zazie beats pretty great um she's always great yeah, Lakeith's in it. Uh, Lakeith's good. I like that. Uh, I said this. What's cool about Lakeith's character is the whole movie. Um, oh, he's you know one of the fastest guns in the West, Cherokee yeah. Bill, and they're building he's up to like people him. back. Yeah, well, he's like Wild Bill Hickok, right? Isn't didn't he shoot everyone in the back? Yeah, that's kind of the rumor of Wild Bill. I think most gunfighters in reality, it's kind of like well, yeah, you the, don't will survive a lot of gunfights if you're shooting people face to face. You know, 
Well, it's actually kind of the philosophy that Cherokee Bill espouses in the movie, right? Like, there's all there is is dead or alive, and it's like, yeah, I mean, that's how you would, that's how I would operate. You know what I mean? Like, fucking, you're not gonna be any honor in a gunfight. Like, fucking, I'll, I'll sneak yeah. into your room and shoot you. <laughs> that's how I feel too. Yeah. You know what? When because you're gonna be dead, and they're gonna talk about how quick I am, no matter what happens. Yeah. It's also like is gun shit too. You know what I mean? There's not like you can only get so good at guns. You know, that's like when you talk to um like gangbangers in the '90s when they were doing drive-bys. But you could talk to like some dudes from like the, out the barrio or the barrio, and they'll be like, "No, nah, we didn't do any of that pussy shit. You got to walk them down." And it's like you're still using a gun, man. That's still pussy shit just because you followed him through the neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's the difference between a drive-by and walking someone down and shooting him in the back, you know? There's a chance he might turn around and shoot <laughs> a slight chance. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's the same thing with gunfighters back then. Is like, oh, he's fastest gun in the West. He's winning all these duels and blah. No, fuck that, man. It's gun shit. Like, you can't get, like, hella good with a gun. There's, like, a very low barrier of entry to using a gun and, like, a very low fucking ceiling on skill with the gun right you know i mean? don't know man like even like the the if you read stories and accounts like the greatest sword fighters and shit and back in the day they always do crazy shit like oh yeah i fought him uh, at sunset and i made sure that i walked up while the, the sun was at my back well, yeah. also all the 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 great age of chivalry and all the duels and stuff oh, well, was, that's all nonsense it was all just the richest dude anyways who had like the best armor and shit I'm um, same thing with like gunfights, right? It's just escalation. Who had a better gun, or whoever sneak up on them quicker? And uh, that's what I mean. It's not like they're going out there and like, all right, we're gonna do three rounds, five minute rounds. We're gonna, it's gonna be a clean fight. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the same thing as like a boxing match or a wrestling match or some shit. There's not that much skill involved. You just stand in front of each other and shoot. How dare whatever. you, sir? I, I challenge you to a duel. You insulted my profession. Like that, even worse than gunfighting or drive-bys, blah blah. You know what's worse? Fucking debate streamers. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. What are we gonna talk about? <laughs> what's something that's going on the internet? I don't know that, that I'm not familiar with currently. Oh no, nothing. Just I mean, in I general. know debate streamers are a thing, but you know, yeah, whatever. just in general, debate streamers like that shit's whack. Debates in general are whack. Yeah, you know cares. what I mean? Like, you're not gonna prove anything. Everyone's just, they're just talking Everyone's bullshit. There. It's a sporting event. Or is there to cheer their their team? Yeah, but it's like a whack sporting event. Like if someone wanted to be debate, yeah, debate me, I'd be like, "Fuck that! We'll just have a boxing match." You know what I mean? Like, because it's uh, we're accomplishing the same shit. And if it's a boxing match, it'll be over quicker. I don't have to talk to you, and I'm definitely gonna win. You say that. There's got to be someone bigger than you. A debate streamer? You think there's a debate streamer that can beat me in a fight? For sure. There's got to be someone debate streamer out there, all like a asshole roids, just a, a rock hard ass. I don't know. Uh, like let me six, know. Six <laughs> rock hard ass roids. Man, you can't just do steroids and then sit on it on your computer for twelve hours a day, which is what streamers do. You know what I mean? You got to work out too. I'm assuming yeah. they work. I can't. I mean, you know what I mean? They take 15 minute breaks. They do increments. <laughs> Still got to work out a lot. To they get they jump up and they're like circles with their hands. Circles with your hands. Circles with your hands. They just do crazy amount of burpees. Oh, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know about that. I actually don't think, there's a, I don't think there's a debate streamer alive that can beat me in a fight. 
I'm gonna go on record on that. There's plenty of people that can beat me in a fight, but they're not debate streamers. <laughs> RJ Siler plays Jim Beckworth, who's the other fast guy. There's a build up the whole movie that like Keith and him are gonna gonna have a showdown. But then um he Keith just shoots him when he's counting to five. He's taking fucking forever to count to five. I kinda agree with uh, Cherokee Bill. He's yeah. like, counts so slow. <laughs> well, they always count so slow. <laughs> Um, so I think that was, a, I like that scene, uh, cause it's, um, kind of like no country for old men in a strange way, you know, no country for old men. Um, <laughs> the main character dies off screen. He's just killed by randoms. There's like never the final showdown between Anton Sugar and, uh, Llewellyn. Um, so I like when you, no, no, I want to do like a Kuglain bowl, you know, where they're like uh, two characters, they build up uh, and they have a really anticlimactic fight on a stairwell. It's just the worst. I can't believe that happened. Because when to go off on a tangent about a song of ice and fire, when that fan theory <laughs> came about, where oh the grave digger is the hound, which is fine. The the grave digger probably is the hound, right? Like that does seem to be the case. But when people, the fan theory extrapolated from that, like oh there's going to be a clean bull, it's going to be awesome, blah blah. blah. It's like. These fucking losers. Because if it does, if it did stay that the hound is the grave digger, and that's it, that's just like a little background thing, and you get to like, it's a perfect end for his character arc too, right? He gave up on vengeance and all on violence, but fucking the fact that they did it in the show, I still am like, there's no way that was gonna happen in the books. That's some shit they did for the show. Yeah, I mean, it really seems hard to imagine that's where they're maneuvering. I just if any George, of those characters in in King's Landing to where they ended up, so I don't. I, I agree with you. Yeah, it's just, but it's like so they did it just for the fan theory. But I guess it, which seems absurd too, right? Like a a major successful network show, HBO, blah, blah blah, for them to just be like do what a fan theory said. But I just if George R. R. Martin did intend for that to happen he's a fucking hack those books suck. <laughs> <laughs> like even like even that that's that um story that how it played out in the show bothers me quite a bit more than all the other like terrible aspects of how the story ended up in the show Ooh, yeah that's one of my i guess we're on we're on the we're on a song of ice and fire tangent you now or Song of Fire and Ice. I always forget which way it actually goes. Song of Ice and Fire. I think it's Fire and Ice. Nope, it's Ice and Fire. All right. It doesn't matter. Because uh, in my head, I it was a Soyaf. Oh. The abbreviation of Soyaf. Oh, Soyaf. Soyaf. It's between that and uh, uh, Urine's uh, Crow Eye that bothers me the most. Well, he's just so terrible in the show. <laughs> In the book, he's like, he's ridiculous in the book, but like in such a fun, pulpy fantasy way. But yeah, also like, like, a, like a old, like black fantasy, like a seventies style fantasy way. I don't, I don't even more absurd than that. Like he just, but it's also like that one uh, preview chapter. The is it the Forsaken or whatever? Yeah, it was his brother and shit. Yeah, where he's got like all the different priests of every religion tortured and like tied to his ship, and like I don't know, man. <laughs> like that's just that's like fucking a uh, chapter out of a horror novel. That's like some Clive Barker shit popped up in the middle of uh, a song of ice and fire. 
I was like, holy shit, that's badass. Um, I don't think we'll ever get to see the conclusion of that. (laughs) I think Euron's an interesting character, even though he is just kind of ridiculous. And he's like got the one of the best lines in the the entire book series, right? Or is I'm the godliest man to ever sit the sea stone chair or whatever. When men see my sails, they pray. That's fucking badass. (laughs) Hey, Don't you, you you're, think you're, you're badass? You, that's, that's all you care bad. about. Is just <laughs> toxic masculinity on display. When it comes to like Euron the, crow dick. When it comes to like the arts and stuff, like movies and books and comics and blah blah. blah yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah I just uh, the sex. I want to see like violence and sex and the uh, uh, crazy and dudes and Lakeith Stanfeld shooting that guy in the face. Um. Yeah. The, uh, I guess an aspect of Black this movie, I, 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 naked women, just dicks everywhere. This movie um gets a check mark for me on the violence. Obviously, a lot of CGI blood, but a guy gets his arm blown off. Lakeith shoots that guy in the face. They murder all the Union guys. Um, pretty good, but I think could have been a little bit hornier. I know it's <laughs> Netflix. It's Netflix after all, but. Gonna be a little bit hornier. A little bit hornier. Give me a little more bodice, huh, guys? A little bit hornier. Um, oh, and another good aspect of the, the Keith and uh, uh, Jim Beckworth storyline. You're all in the fucking the Jim Beckworth and you know, uh, Checker, <laughs> Checker, <laughs> uh, Cherokee Bill. Cherokee Bill. I don't know why in my head I just saw the word. Well, they uh, so set up sin payoffs earlier in the film. Uh, Cuffy is like, "Oh, I'm fast." Oh, great! I feel like yeah, I'm blah, on a Brendan Sanderson uh, lecture now. Yeah, it's like, all about payoffs and promises, promises and payoffs. Set up some payoffs. Uh, just, they're like, "Oh, you, who've you seen that's faster than me?" And she's like, "In the mirror, or whatever." And then at the end of the movie, she is faster than Cherokee Bill. Uh, but she does say that um, Beckworth was faster than Cherokee Bill after she shoots him. Well, I mean, Cherokee Bill's mystique, as we kind of alluded to, is just based on him being like, fuck all this shit. I'm just going to win. Yeah, he's a little bit of uh, Johnny Ringo, not a Doc Holliday, huh? Because uh, what Johnny Ringo's thing is he was just kind of vicious, right? Yeah, he, he was kind of a, you know, he was a huckleberry. Yeah, not like Doc Holliday, a real gentleman um, philanderer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my usual spiel is Netflix digital film. It looks like it could be a TV show or car commercial. Oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. However, I was looking for like a the lighting in uh in field of movies. I thought the the kind of the part was the most off. I want a I want a gritty uh like a feeling like we're watching the entire movie through the tobacco smoke of a saloon. Um, you're not ever gonna see anything like that on Netflix. <laughs> How dare you, motherfucker! I can still complain about it. Uh, this is going to be the last week that I mentioned that. Just going forward, everyone keep in mind. Yeah, it's Netflix. It's Netflix it's, and we this is what it's going to look like. Blah, blah, blah. Digital photography. Yeah. However, there's a lot of good shit in this movie visually. Um, they're doing a lot with the camera. There's some really good shots. Uh, the set for Redwood City or location slash set. It's one of the clearly one of those like uh, Hollywood ranch sets sort of things. You know, where it's it is an actual ranch. It's just used for movies or to house the Manson family. Spawn Ranch, baby. Both. The beautiful <laughs> San Fernando Valley. <laughs> um, 
Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen it before. I, it looks exactly like the set in in the Valley of Violence, the Thai West Western. But uh, I, bet, I guess I could check an IMDb. I have a feeling it's probably stood in for a lot of Western movies. I thought um, I've seen it like at least one Clint Eastwood movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks pretty cool. They're obviously shooting on location for a lot of scenes. A lot of the sets they use are very well designed. Costumes look great. They are do have some like well lit scenes, even though it's digital. Um, when they go to uh, uh, DJ Driz's saloon and there's the woman painted blue dancing around, it's kind of like goofy that it's in the movie, but it's like fun to look at. You know, what I mean, there's like cool shit going on in this movie, especially for a Netflix movie, where yeah, you are kind of limited to. Uh, Netflix forces their movies to be made digitally. Um, and I mean, obviously, there's got to be cinematographers that can work with digital and make it look better and blah, blah, blah. But it, the pro- digital just seems to be, hey, let's get as much exposure as we can, which I don't, to me, that's like not. I have a feeling it's going to end up being a lot to do with post production. Yeah, but there's can't be that much post production on this movie. You know what I mean? I think they've all. I, no, no, I mean, like, they had. The, developing the correct lighting and shit for these movies is going to be all about uh computer programs in post-production because you have to light i think you have to light the cameras a certain way to get the film right yeah and then so it's just going to be about manipulating the actual image which is you know this but that's where i that's what i think that's what i think my theory is kind of the same is um yeah with film first of all the film uh it's more expensive. You can't see it as you're doing it, right? It has to be developed. You can't, you see it like day to day to day. So it, the, there is a more conscious effort to uh, set up the shot correctly beforehand, right? Get the lighting correct first and, you know, manipulate all these different factors so that hopefully it'll end up looking how you want it to on film. <clears throat> With digital, you don't have to worry about that shit. You just shoot it and can look at it, right? So, that cuts cuts out a little bit of the craft and care that is absolutely necessary for a film, um, which is cool. It makes it easier to make movies. More people can make movies, blah, blah, blah. I get that. However, uh, with digital film as well, it's going to pick up light no matter what. It's way different than film. So the lighting conditions can be anything on digital, and you're still going to have like the same fidelity of picture. So you don't have to worry about um, the color temperature as much or the direction of lighting, especially if you shoot outdoors, et cetera, et cetera. You don't have to manipulate the lighting in a space as much as you do on film. So you can just use whatever lighting would be within the set, right? So if your set is set up so that there's um, like this, this one, the outside of one of the buildings just has lanterns, right? That's going to be enough light exposure on digital for the picture to be um, clear enough for the movie. So because it's easier, it's simple, the exposure's there anyways, I feel like everyone's gotten in the habit of like, well, we don't need to do anything else with lighting. So you just end up with the flat lighting of everyday life, which, you know, it's perfectly fine. You can see everything that's going on, but there's like not... I don't, the magic of like cinema is not quite there anymore for me because they didn't have to put as much time into uh, rigging the lights. And a lot of times the rigging of the lights makes it look less natural than life does. But, you know, that makes it cooler and more exciting, at least to me. I don't want to watch movies and everything looks exactly like 
me looking out my window, you know? I do. I want to. They should also increase the frame rate so that it all looks as smooth and is, mm, yeah, uh, and just motion smoothing on cinema. <laughs> you know, oh God, I don't know why I haven't started that yet. I'm sure this will come up again, but like I said, I'm gonna try to make this the last week that I complain about like the color oh, temperature, or the fidelity of uh, Netflix films because there it's gonna every week to week. Every movie you watch is going to be, yeah, it could be a TV show. It could be a car commercial. It could be, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this movie does stand out, though, because, um, like I said, the shooting on locations, the costumes look really good, really vibrant. The sets are designed really well. Uh, there's a lot of the camera movement. You know what I mean? They're doing, like, zoom shots. Um, someone with, like, a dumber brain would be like, oh, they're trying to make a Quentin Tarantino movie, right? But actually, they're, I'm assuming they're inspired by the same movies that Quentin Tarantino is inspired by, which would be black exploitation westerns, right? No, they're just doing Quentin Tarantino shit, Kyle. Oh, because he invented it. It's not like he's just constantly copying other movies he watched, right? No one's ever said that about Quentin Tarantino. No, he invented uh, this type of movie. There's nothing, nothing ever anything else like this before, and this is a Quentin Tarantino copy. That's like uh, I mentioned. In I like the the uh, reviews. Is that what is that what's uh, been said? I doubt it. I don't. If you saying something like that is like, yeah, I'm sure someone has said that. Like some stupid ass on Letterbox, probably. But like I said, like you have to be fucking dumb to see this and be like, oh, this is just Quentin Tarantino, because that's like a misunderstanding of the history of film and Quentin Tarantino and black cinema. You know what I mean? It's I'll. Is racist. <laughs> Welcome to Black History Month. Yeah. Yeah, but I do recall, I mentioned in the Valley of Violence, uh, the Ty West Western movie. Uh, when that movie came out, I remember like seeing like people on Reddit and shit saying that he was just copying Quentin Tarantino. Um, but I think Ty West just has a lot of the same uh, cornerstones, like a lot of the same inspirations as Quentin Tarantino. And Quentin Tarantino may be among them, but a lot of people who saw Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown and shit back in the day went and watched exploitation and black exploitation and other movies that Quentin Tarantino was inspired by. So they usually, my assumption would be that Ty West also is not just copying Quentin Tarantino. He's copying these other great movies, but I don't know. I guess it could be the case with both of them, but I just want to point out Quentin Tarantino didn't invent this style, I guess. Quentin Tarantino's style specifically is taking low art, what would be considered low art, like exploitation films, and elevating them to um, prominence in popular culture. But he didn't. The technique, pulp fiction. The like the techniques he uses and stuff like that, the visual techniques and the visual tics he has and blah, blah blah. He didn't invent those. Those are him copying Martin Scorsese and exploitation movies and shit. I guess that's my point. I mean, sometimes in cases he basically you know lists whole characters and storylines from other movies too. I mean, like he'll do shot sequences and stuff. Yeah, that are they're from directly movies. from other movies. Like already she's death in um, Kill Bill is Lady Snowblood. You know. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's just if I, uh, he's just he's just pretty good at he's uh like a it's like he's remixing shit. He's a maximalist. I don't know. He's just pretty good at it. But other people he's, can do it too. He's, he's a real DJ it. Khaled. Uh, yikes! <laughs> <laughs> he's the but best my, filmmaker. 
<laughs> my point Remix. is other people can do it. Um, and this movie no, does no, no. only only Quintin is allowed to. We've already gone over this. This movie does a pretty good job. I like it. Um, I don't really have too many complaints about this movie, except for I wish maybe the main character was written a little bit differently, or they just got like some really gruff dude to play him. Rough dude. Yeah, just like you know, talk a little bit less. Stare pensively off into things. Yeah, you know, just like a little bit more. I don't traumatized or just a little bit more. Uh, um, a little Darn. more toxic. Yeah, a little, a little toxically masculine. A little darker. A little dark. It's all right. It's John the Majors. You can't get much darker. <laughs> and then, yeah, Regina yeah. King. Um, man, she's pretty good at acting. What's the deal, huh? Who knew? Who Again, knew, huh? what a fucking revelation from Content Store. Regina oh, Dan- King, good yeah. actor. And uh, Damon Wayans Jr.'s in it. It's like, yeah, that's Damon Wayans. You can tell because he it looks, looks like Damon Wayans. And sounds exactly like Damon Wayans. <laughs> I like that's Dion good. Cole. I'm like, hey, that's it's good. Dion Cole. Oh, he's blowed up. <laughs> Man, he got turned into mist. That's, what, <laughs> uh, that's, that's why you get a big check mark from Kyle on that. Yeah, if a- someone gets blown into mist, then yeah, we're, we're talking movies now. <laughs> That's, that, that's cinema. Uh, <laughs> that's cinema, baby. I love when shit gets blown up. In the mess. The only way it could get better if it's just boobs getting blown up. In the mess. Yeah. Just, some boobs and then they get blown up. Holy shit. And I don't have movies with boob torture in it, if you ask me. I can only think of one. Um, Ichi the Killer? Yeah, that's the one I always think of. But there's definitely more, but I always think of the scene where they just take the nipples off yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty crazy uh i'm trying to think of more boob torture <laughs> uh i think the um what's that one in the europe and the, the, the oh euro trip yeah Scotty euro doesn't trip. know, doesn't know. hey you know it's euro trip but a horror version version oh hostel uh, hostel yeah isn't there boob, uh, boob torture on that or nipple torture at least I think there is. Uh, I've only watched the first one one time, and I was like, mm, "Not for me." Yeah, not a big fan of torture uh, horror movies or torture porn. <laughs> yeah, which is odd because on this podcast, I'm always like, "Yeah, I love sex and violence, blah, blah." But like those movies In a are cool way. <laughs> yeah, like it's got to be stylized and like kind of sexy and strange. And usually a little bit briefer than what we get in those. Well, they're also just like so fucking dumb. You know, right? It's just like, yeah, they're fucking, yeah, you're gonna you put a drill in her eye, and oh, what's the motivation? What is? Is there any spirituality behind eye torture and blah blah blah? No, uh, I, I guess you got a hard on for eye torture. Oh, uh, I guess you're not Lucio Fulci, then, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of people that are. That's what I mean, though. Is like Lucio Fulci. <laughs> Lucio <laughs> Fulci loves to do eye gore, right? He's always eyeball shit in his movies, right? But and like that works for me. I love it because there's there's like you know some weird sexy horror spirituality like shit to it. But hostels just like oh yeah, what if you drilled an eyeball and it's gross? You know, it's like not the same. It's a, this is like the difference between. I think they light an eyeball on fire and then he cuts it off with scissors, sir. It's like the same thing. The difference between film and digital. There's just not as much care or artistry put into one. You know. Because you don't have to. You could just put a drill into an eyeball. What does that say? 
How does it really make you feel? You just go, eat you're gross, but you should go, well, that is fucking cool, Lucio Fulci. <laughs> I know what's going on the, what blurb's going on the back of next, his next DVD. <laughs> no, no other artist makes you feel, feel so many emotions when you see an eyeball get tortured. Yeah. Content sewer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who is this? <laughs> when they first uh, spring up on the, the Crimson Hood gang, uh, and that uh, dude sh- shoots his horse for cover. Does, would, uh, I, I, would, why would I wouldn't immediately if I was in that situation? I don't think I would immediately like dome my horse. horse. Yeah, because like what you're gonna if you survive, you're gonna walk out of there now. And well, you at least you're alive. But you can also use your horse for cover when your horse is still alive. Like it's standing up is pretty good cover, isn't it? Right? You know? <laughs> yeah, but then it's gonna get shot, and it might it might run away. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I don't. I just like me immediately. I don't think could be like fuck. It, it's time for you to go, Lassie. Well, I mean, you got to think of your horse back then. Is they were their utility. They're not. They're not pets. No, if you're an outlaw like that, I bet you love your horse. You're hanging out with your horse all the time. It's not like he. You can afford a stable of horses, right? You're just constantly stealing new ones. What do you mean you're a goddamn outlaw? It's like, I need a new horse. Got it. Right over there is one. People just leaving their horses hanging around outside. Man, I guess you're right with your lo- your facts and logic. Another another liberal destroyed by facts <laughs> and logic. <laughs> Got him. Hey, let me tell you about a flat earth and why uh, AI is stupid because it says you shouldn't say the N-word. You got any... Um, blowing up nuclear bombs or something. I don't know. You got any f- uh, facts or logic to back that up? Nope. Well, then I don't think I can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, James Samuel, uh, the director, he directed um, another uh, black western movie in 2013 called They Die by Dawn. Uh, Four uh, outlaws with the bounty on each head set a date for a shootout in Langston, Oklahoma. The last man takes the collector bounty. Violence and mayhem ensue. It's only 51 minutes long. Well, that sounds like a fun one. Oh, let's look at the cast. It's pretty good. It's got Rosario Dawson, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, Ooh. Kelly Hu, uh, Ooh. Michael Kenneth Williams, Erica Badu's in it. Badu. I'm going to check I'm this out. Only 51 minutes, huh? Is it streaming anywhere? I don't know. Probably on Netflix. Netflix got everything I heard. No, I don't think so. Oh, we forgot Delroy Lindo's in it playing historic black lawman Bass Reeves. Oh yeah, I I was gonna say I'd watch a, a a sequel, you know, a spiritual sequel starring Bass Reeves and Cuddy. About Bass Reeves and Cuffy. Cuffy is it Cuffy or Cuddy? It's Cuffy. It's Cuffy, it's Cuffy isn't it? Yeah, Kid Cuddy is who you're thinking of. Scott Muskie. I definitely think of Kid Cuddy. He does the opening song in this. I think it's Kid Cuddy, right? I think it's the opening song. There's a Kid Cuddy song in this. I'm not mishearing Kid Cuddy. I'm a big fan of Kid Cuddy. All right. I know. What I know Kid the Cuddy. Cuddy. Sounds like. I just say I can't remember if it's the opening song or like just close to the beginning. Yeah, Delroy Lindo, he's in it. Uh, Bass Reeves. I don't know if I'd watch a Bass Reeves sequel because I got um, one big problem with Bass Reeves. You know, he's a lawman. That's right, he's a cop. I only like movies about criminals. But it's a old, it's a western, so I can forgive it. Yeah, that's true. Tombstone's pretty cool. I mean, they're (laughs) they're basically criminals. I don't know what the fuck you're talking Uh, about. Most cops are though, especially back then. What do you mean, well, especially no, back then? Especially <laughs> now. And back then. And always. Cops. Cops. 
Bad boys, bad boys. I hate them. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? The bad boys are coming for you. That's what I always hear in that song. Oh, you're right. Yeah, without the police, what would our world be like? There's only a line of defense between us and um, property crime, I guess. I don't know. You ever had anything stolen? You called the cops about it? <laughs> yeah, I got an iPod stolen from my car at one time at night. Did they find it? <laughs> yeah, oh, they yeah, they really point? worked hard for it. <laughs> they brought him to justice? Yeah. Not even that. <laughs> you ever been sexually assaulted and they oh, solved God, that crime? Yeah, fuck. yeah, let's not talk about that. the sad fate of sexual assault victims. Yeah. Cops don't I, do wait, shit. I mean, remember don't when Sheriff Arpaio, Sheriff Arpaio finally got ousted and they're like, hey, we got all these rape kids and he never did anything with <laughs> Remember when Sheriff Joe Arpaio sent me to Tent City? He personally sent me there. He showed up mom's house with a tank and Steven Seagal. Yeah, no, it was one of the. He showed up in one of those um fucking crash raid rampart shit from the crack epidemic. You remember when they were bulldozing people's houses with those tanks? He did that to my house, and he stepped out and it was his fat ass, and he said, "They well, they call me KKK, and I think that means I'm I'm doing a good job." Classic Joe Arpaio. <laughs> uh, you know, Ten City wasn't that bad in um, February. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, and that, that's my review of Ten City. <laughs> it's pretty whack. I was definitely like, well, I need to never go to jail again. So far, so good. Definitely, I think I'm. I mean, I you know what? I don't want to say what, yeah, what can happen in the future. Yourself, huh? Yeah, yeah who knows? I'm probably on a pretty good track now, but it's you never know what could happen. You can never know what they might make illegal. Thought crimes coming. Haven't you heard of all those banned books? Yeah, they're going to listen to an episode of this podcast and be like, you're not allowed to threaten the police. You're going to jail, buddy. Uh, I mean, you're not. You're probably not wrong. You should be careful. <laughs> but I'm a white man. When oh, yeah. Like to, that's what matters. When they come you're to not rich enough, me, I'll say... Say, sir, hand me. Uh, can't you see? I'm a white man. I'm a white I'm a, man. I'm a white, sir. I'm a white man. I, I, I belong to the the loyal fraternal order of uh, whites. Whites, whites of America. We're all on the same team, aren't we, buddy? Kind of guy. <laughs> oh man, that'd be crazy. <laughs> what if? What if it actually did mean something to be white, as far as your material livelihood? <laughs> I know white people have all the shit, but it's only like 1% of the white people. They don't share with us, do they? Right, so far. <laughs> they don't I haven't met the right one yet. Come on, man. Come on, buddy. Uh, when Lakeith Stanfield boards the train to free Idris Elba, the train company's name on the side of the train is C.A. Bozeman, a tribute to Chadwick Aaron Bozeman, who sadly passed away in August 2020. Man, time is like not making sense to me. Because I yeah, could have sworn like, this movie came out like five years ago and Chadwick Boseman died like three months ago. You know what I mean? I know it's like not that accurate, but like that's how it feels. Uh, I, don't, now, I just I agree with you entirely. It really feels like they, this movie came out a long time ago and Chadwick Boseman has not been dead that long. Yeah, that's weird. Nat Love, Mary Fields, Rufus Buck, Cherokee Bill, Bill Pickett, Jim Beckworth, and Bass Reeves are all real historical figures of the Old West. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, uh, what's that? Tombstone. Uh, Deadwood. No, oh. Deadwood. Was say, where they take a bunch of shit that happened, and they're like, ah, but let's make it all fictionalized. Yeah, Tombstone. Yeah, I guess also Tombstone. A little bit. I mean, like, some. there was a gunfight at the OK Corral. It didn't go down like that, though. 
And you know what? If I had been, if I'd been there, it definitely wouldn't have gone down like that. <laughs> yeah, everybody, uh, everybody would have been shot in the back. <laughs> yeah, they'd been like, "Hey, we need you to put those guns down," and I would have crept up behind. <laughs> Just come out of the barber shop, no, out of the saloon, fucking mad on whiskey. I wouldn't even been in the Cowboys gang or anything. You know what I mean? I would just been like, "All right, now's my chance to kill the lawman." Uh, Zazie Beats speaks fluent German and dub herself in the German dub. That's tight. Right on. Was she born in Germany? I know she lives um, in Germany or something. Let's check it out. Because like now that I look at her name, it's like, you know what? That does seem like a name of German person might have. Uh, you know, like Hugo Stieglitz. Stieglitz. German-American act- actress. Ah. I thought I'm IMDb tells you where these people were born at normally. Let's check it out. Let's go. Hold on. Let's see some more here. Born June 1st, 1991 in Mitte, Berlin, Germany. Yeah, she's from Ugh. Berlin. Damn, so she's lying. from Communist Berlin, too. 1991? Oh, no. 89 was when the wall came down, huh? Yeah, just... Fuck. Yeah, she's cool. She rules. I like Zazie Beats. Me, too. I like Beats by Dre. Maybe a little too. I don't like Beats by Dre. I don't mean the headphones. I mean like when he makes beats. Oh, okay, fair enough. And the Chronic. I don't yeah, like yeah. the Chronic 2000, but I'll listen to the Chronic still. No one talks about the Chronic 2000, and there's a reason why. Not some of those songs on there, like still used. You know, I mean, you know, I don't know. Forgot about Dre. Um, oh, <laughs> that's the other one. Only one. Yeah. Bass Reeves is the first black deputy in U.S. Marshal west of the Mississippi. He's also the inspiration for the Lone Ranger. Why'd they make the Lone Weird Ranger that. Weird white? that he was white, huh? Man, what's the deal with that? And the cannibal. <laughs> uh, James Samuel, Samuel also uh, wrote, produced, and on some tracks performed for the soundtrack. Oh, I won't, I forgot to point this out. The uh, sound mixing and sound design in this movie is really, really good. And I do like some of the... They do some cute stuff with the soundtrack. Especially... Um, they have like a live recording for one of the songs and like the, 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 um, the spoken word part of it is going on as Zazie beats and Regina King are squaring off. And it's like timed up perfectly for like when they actually start fighting and the music kicks in. That's pretty That's tight. I like that. Uh, there's for, a little green track in there somewhere at the end. I think I like that one a lot. Oh, you would, you fan of Gnarls Barkley. Remember when uh, Gnarls Barkley first came out and that album was like pretty good, but then it got like hella overplayed? Oh, yeah. That sucked. <laughs> I like the second one actually, but in the first album. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a Seal of Green and um, uh, Danger Mouse. Right? Danger Mouse, yeah. yeah. I almost said Danger Doom, but that's him and uh, MF Doom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trudy's first appearance is an homage to Daniel Washington as Malcolm X. In the black glove pointing to where her people should go. Too much power for one man to have. Uh, that was that's a really poorly written sentence. <laughs> well, you know, congratulations. Welcome to the internet. <laughs> AI probably did that. Wesley Snipes and Sterling K. Brown were all part of the original cast. But uh, they couldn't do it because uh, it's COVID-19 and delays. Man, can you imagine oh, if the Snipe Man was in this? Blade Sniper. himself? I think they should have gotten Sinbad to do it. Oh, man. What's Sinbad been up to? I haven't seen him in a long time. Remember his uh, Western movie? I, I remember liking that as a kid. What is... We got to do... What's Snipe Man been up to? Oh, Dolomite is my name. 
Yeah, I forgot he was in that. Uh, oh, Coming to America. Coming the number two America. Oh, I still haven't seen Coming that. to America. I have no interest in seeing it. I started to watch it. I think I fell asleep. Alternative titles. Don't remember it. Oh my god! All alternative titles per copyright filings included the Notorious Nine and They Die by Dawn. They Die by Dawn was that fifty-minute movie I was just talking about. So maybe that's kind of like a proof of concept. Or this movie is the version he wanted to make but wasn't able to initially with that one. I still like the concept he has for the other movie, but I guess the, I, I can see why it's a shorter. Mm-hmm. Before I was like, yeah, we're gonna fight over this, you know, dawn in a few days. What are your favorite cowboy movies? Uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Um, talk about this before. McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Mrs. Miller. Yeah, McCabe. Uh, Tombstone. Uh, Three Ten to Yuma, the original and the remake. Uh, True Grit, the original and the remake. <laughs> Uh, uh, the Wild Bunch. Fucking love the Wild Bunch. Yeah, they're, um, they're Wild Bunch, right? Yeah, I guess most of like Sam Peckinpah's westerns. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I like Sergio Leone stuff. Oh yeah, all those, all the spaghetti westerns. Um, duck you sucker. What's <laughs> uh, Patan at a time in the West? Mm-hmm. Uh, Boss N word since the black exploitation western. Similar, I was gonna recommend it earlier when I was talking about black exploitation westerns, but then I started talking about Quentin Tarantino too much. Um, everyone check out Boss N word. It's a pretty cool black exploitation movie. Man, I don't want to. So, um, uh, fuck. <laughs> what you thinking about Sinbad's cowboy movie again? Um, I can't remember his name. You know, Robin Hood, Man in Tights, and Young Frankenstein. And uh, Mel Brooks? Mel Brooks in his Western movie. Uh, Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. <laughs> so Are you I having a stroke? Wanna, <laughs> I guess. I don't fucking... I've, got, I've done this before. I've completely yeah. done it. I, probably, actually, earlier in this podcast. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so, I, Boss N-Words. I don't want to say it's like a serious version of Blazing Saddles because it's not like super serious, right? They're having fun, right? But it is like a more violent version of Blazing Saddles. Who uh, who, who plays the Willy Wonka character? Uh, there really isn't one. That's it's like um, it's kind of like this movie, and in my opinion, all good um, like black focus movies where like if there's white people in it, they're like some doofus. Or some person who gets murdered, or like a dumb villain, right? Yeah. Otherwise, how would Eric Roberts get work? Exactly. Yeah. So in Boston, where there's, I don't, I don't, there's not um a white sidekick. He does have like a, a Mexican friend though. <laughs> Close so, enough. Yeah. Senor Wonka. Sort of, I guess. I mean, I mean, Mexican people are like a mixed race generally, right? Except for the landowners, they're usually white. They're usually white. Depends on where huh. from Texas are at and how long they've lived there. I meant like the wealthy landowners in uh, Mexico, the United States of Mexico. They're, uh, oh, they're usually yeah. Spaniards. Also, the people you see on Mexican television, for some reason, they're always white. What's that about? Makeup. <laughs> oh, I thought it maybe it was um, colorism and class divides. <laughs> no, not in Mexico. And Mexico. America's the only problem that has that, a place that has that problem. Yeah, it was unique to the United States, huh? 
Yeah, they call it colorism sometimes, but I think it probably is actually just racism, it's right? Yeah, it's like in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Racism, yeah. classism. Yeah. Well, we're not going to solve that on the content sewer. On the content sewer, we just talked about that. I think we should. Problems. Let's do it. That one time we solved um, own race face bias or whatever that blindness. was, right? It was own race face blindness, I think. Which I don't think is real. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the study that we cited was what well, it was using Malaysia, right? Which is like yeah, Malaysia is really such like a segregated country. Don't poke holes in our scientific work. Uh, let's look at some reviews on Letterbox. This fucking rocks. Perfect cast. Everybody's cool as shit. Such, yeah, shot with such fair. a fun flair. I don't care about the historical revisionism on display. Yeah, no, it's you no one complained about. De- well, people I did complain about Deadwood. Yeah, though these first few sentences are absolutely right. This fucking rocks. Perfect cast. Everybody's cool. As shit. Shaw was such fun flair. That's my review of the movie. Um, she goes on to complain about the depiction of Mary by of Zazie Beats as Mary because I guess she was a bigger, dark skinned woman. Um, oh. I don't particularly care about that because it's a movie. I know, like representation matters and all but also it's a fucking movie this isn't gonna stop the police from killing everybody <laughs> you know I what i mean imagine if it could getting the representation right it's it's not gonna <laughs> it's not gonna help that much on top of a terrific cast an incredible soundtrack and some crackling dialogue there's a couple shots in the movie that i've just never seen in a western before I can see myself watching this many more times on netflix it is a really good movie um i didn't my i guess for me what um stood out about the camera work wasn't that it wasn't anything i'd never seen before it was like kind of the opposite that um they were doing like cool stuff from uh older westerns and exploitation movies that i like yeah i don't know there was anything necessarily revolutionary camera work wise it was just like hey this is good there's a lot of cool shit we saw in westerns and and other exploitation movies and action Mm. movies like you said let's uh let's string it together yeah, it was just really stylish. Which yeah, it's a little. Honestly, I think it's actually a little too long for me to watch it multiple times. I guess it's a, you know. But I mean, I'll, I have about a lot of movies. I'm sure I'll watch it again. Not like anytime soon, but like, um, you know what I mean? Like all uh, the hateful eight. I've watched that a few times. You know, I'll uh, watch, I've watched that one time, and I only intend to watch it one time. Oh, uh, I'll watch this movie again for sure. It's uh, it's good. It's the two two hours and twenty minutes or so. I guess like two ten with the credits and everything, but um, it doesn't drag. There's a little bit in the middle where maybe I would say like maybe punch up the dialogue a little bit so the interactions are a little bit more interesting between like um Jonathan Majors and Zazie Beats. Maybe that's or what just, this movie needed is just a little like a dialogue run. Yeah, or just like maybe horn it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, a, little yeah bit a little hornier. Put a little bit, put some of those sex scenes that all the kids are afraid of these days in there. All the haze code zoomers. I do get, I understand the, um, the idea that sometimes sex scenes can be awkward in movies, just in the sense that sometimes they're shot weird and go on too long. But yeah, I'm usually but fine with how they're, if a sex scene is in the movie. You know what I mean? I, the one I think about sometimes is like, the one of the movies we watched is, um, uh, do the right thing you know mm. where it's like really kind of like erotic and sensual and then all of a sudden like there's she's like he's like let me play the nipples uh, 
<laughs> right? Yeah. That's like, that know. felt like that part didn't maybe didn't need to be in it. <laughs> well, I don't know. The nipple part. He just kind of ruined it. So vibe for it. I don't know. I'm done with whatever. I, I don't, but it's just like, I'm just, I'm cool with, like, I'm generally cool with having a nipple in there. You know? It just, like, depends on how you present it. If you're doing it the right way for me. You know, like, if you have a, if you have, it's a horror movie, and, oh, the two kids are having sex, and you cut, and all of a sudden there's a serial killer there, and he's like, ah, I'm going to throw this topless girl into, uh, you know, a, a moose, and she's going to get impaled, and then I'm going to toss this guy into a bar, and we're going to see his butt cheeks for a second. That's all fine. Santa Claus murder movie with Linnea yeah. Quigley. Yeah, I'm referencing specific shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. To for me, it's uh, I think I said it before on the podcast that um, as long as there's like no exploitation or coercion or any actual abuse that took place in real life to make get the movie made, you put whatever the fuck you want in movies. And I stand. I by guess that. I'm just like I'm not complaining about it for any um moralistic content reasons. or moralistic or ethical reason. It's just mm-hmm. like you know, like do better. Uh, just so it's like shooting an action scene. And it's just like two guys shot facing each other and then you just go frame frame shot frame shooting it's like come on do something Uh-oh. well that's like not what the, that's not what the haze code zoomers are complaining about yeah well yeah but that's what i'm complaining about oh okay so i guess uh but i, I feel mean, like some can. of them i feel like some of them are complaining about that they're just like hey this is just not cool i mean where, sure to think. where are all these uh tv shows and movies they're watching that have sex in them because i if they're not oh, it's watching... been a long time since tv shows have really filmed anything <laughs> yeah and that was, a, that, was a, that was a mid-90s problem yeah that's there's like barely any sex in movies anymore and it's too much for the haze code zoomers which is that that's we're calling them that now they're the haze code zoomers. <laughs> i've decided yeah it's crazy what's most annoying to me about it is um, like they, they don't have any political power. They're not going to change how movies get made, at least until oh, they get older. Um, and like it doesn't really matter at the end of the day what their opinions are. If you're afraid of sex, blah blah. blah. I know sex is kind of weird when you're a teenager, anyways. Um, like you're dealing with your own sexuality, blah blah. blah. I'm not trying to hate <laughs> on them too bad. What's really annoying about it though is they're walking around with like the same opinions as Tipper Gore and trying to frame themselves as being like the new radicals or whatever. It's like no. You're Hayes Code Puritan. You believe the same shit Tipper Gore does. You and Ronald Reagan would get along. <laughs> like, you know, you're not you're not a radical left wing free spirit. No, you're not any of that shit. Just because you learned the right buzzwords on Tumblr a few years ago, nah, you still believe in weird Christian values. You gotta get over that shit. Cause there's movies right now, but you're gonna have weird reactionary views about other shit too, if you already think that way. There's nothing else right now. It's it's just streaming. What else would there be? I do. I mean, um, broad more broadly in society and the arts and stuff. If you're like, oh, I'm afraid of sex in movies, and it's a moral failing to have sex in movies, uh, you're going to be very easily convinced that uh, drag shows are a moral failing, and they're ripping apart the fabric of society. Not in my opinion. I like them. I think they're cool. Well, I think they're clear moral failing. You know, I hope this doesn't sound none gay. Of them, or, none of them dress like me. I hope this doesn't sound gay or anything. But God really took his time when he made Jonathan Majors. 
<laughs> three stars. That's like a that's like a four star review. Why are you only putting three yeah, stars? Yeah, why are you how? What if John Majors only worth three stars to you? I like <laughs> oh, John I Majors. Yeah. Not oh, that okay. way. I guess also in a sim I guess that also mine's on good. I I like Idris Elba in that way. Oh, oh, I have a big crush on Idris Elba, DJ Drews. Um, I I want to point out now that we're talking about Jonathan Majors again. Uh, they did a good job with the consistency of like his scar on his head, like the makeup effect didn't look too absurd. It was nice and subtle, and it's pretty much always there. Very impressive. Good shit. Um, Do you think but, the whole thing is like a Cain and Abel thing? Like, oh, he's marked like Cain, but I was actually brother? just gonna bring that up because when I was <laughs> watching it, I was like, why would he mark his brother though? And then. <laughs> Now I was thinking about it, and you just said it. I was like, oh, it's the biblical thing. Because, like, he was like, I didn't have the, I wasn't ruthless enough to kill my own brother. But then it's like, well, then, why'd you put the cross on him, though? <laughs> <laughs> Not, like, as a, you know, a, a failing of the writing or the character or anything, but, like, within the world of the movie. Like, why would he do you know, that? just to mark him. So he yeah. always remembers him. You know, yeah. I killed your mother and father in front of you, but I, you, you can't forget me every time you look in the mirror. Well, it's like uh, he dug his own grave, sort of thing, right? He he put his he stamped his own name on the bullet, right? Because had he not killed his parents and marked him, then he wouldn't. Now uh, you know, fucking Western revenge movie shit. You get it. You get what it's about. <laughs> you know what it is. You know what I'm saying. It's just like in that wizard thing. <clears throat> I was walking around with this stupid giddy grin on my face for 20 minutes after it ended. This is a great time, start to finish. Hell this yeah. is pretty fun. This was one of the time. probably one of the best movies. This is the most pleasantly surprising movie we've watched. Because the other good movies we watched, in my opinion, like Blonde and Okja, I knew they were, like I knew I was gonna like them because I like the directors and their work and blah blah. This one I was like, oh, this kind of might be like some goofy Netflix shit, and it was produced by Sean Carter, aka Jay Z. So I was like, eh, what if it's about like Black Excellence is getting your credit score up or whatever, you know, <laughs> stupid Jay Z shit. <laughs> um, but no, I was like, oh shit, this is actually a dope ass movie. Oh, except for wait, half star. Things could have been sexier. Lala's yep. right. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It could have been a little bit sexier. That's true. Yeah, you're not wrong. <clears throat> You know, I, Western movies aren't generally thought of as sexy, though. You know, there's not a lot of sexy Western movies. Uh, yeah, but there should be. There's that one with, that stars all the ladies and they're all in bodices the entire time. What's that one? Unforgiven. Yep, you got it. <laughs> well, they have to protect the brothel in it. <laughs> um, there's got to be sexy Western movie. Oh, for uh, sure, someone's made a porn uh, Western. If that's what you're alluding to. Well, there's definitely, like, whatever that studio was that made, like, Pirates, they probably also made, like, Cowboys. Cowgirls, sir. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, was that the one um, name of that other movie was that, that I was thinking of? What was the movie I was thinking of called? Cowboys vs. Aliens. No. In the beautiful San Fernando Valley. That's where all the, the uh, Hollywood ranches are located. Spawn Ranch. What was uh, uh, Stephen Yen's character in uh, Nope, Jupe's Place? What was that place called? Oh, was shit. It's called like Jupe's Place. Yeah, I think it was just called Jupe's Place. Bad Girls. I was thinking of Bad Girls. Bad Girls. Bad Girls. Uh, yeah, fucking 7 out of 10. Nah. Wow. 
Seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, this I think so. This is a good movie. It looks good for a Netflix movie. Um, I don't even want to preface it. It looks good. There's some great camera work in it. Costumes are good. Set design is good. Um, I know I've seen that uh, Redwood City set in like a bunch of other movies. Specifically, I don't think they changed it at all from like In a Valley of Violence. But they must have painted it differently, though, because it does look pretty vibrant in this movie. But, yeah, they're on location for a lot of shots. Uh, it's a good-looking movie. Acting's great. Um, story is fucking cowboy western shit. Revenge is good. Don't worry about it. You know, you're just rooting for someone to get to revenge. The other Netflix originals and air quotes we've watched that were good were, like, not a surprise at all. Well, yeah, and they were yeah, good. Yeah, the dice didn't, uh, didn't lead us astray this time. Yeah, and they were good in, like, despite, like, you know what I mean? They're, they're good on their own. They just happen to be distribu- distributed by Netflix, right? The other ones. This one is, like, um, I think production costs, not all of it, but a lot of production costs was from Netflix, too. So Netflix theoretically could have had I don't, I don't creative control in some way on this. I doubt like Netflix cares about that or anything like that, but I'm, I just want to point out like, this is the first like Netflix Netflix movie we've watched. That's actually good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stress this enough. Yeah. Uh, the, the day shift in my opinion, it was all right for a lazy Sunday afternoon, but uh, this is much better. Uh, next week though, um, we're going back to Japan. I don't think we've watched a Japanese movie since Ride or Die, but we're going to watch a Netflix original film from Japan. Uh, it's not out yet. It comes out on Valentine's Day, Is Tuesday, February 14th. No, nah, it's a Japanese horror movie called Re slash Member. Remember? No, I don't want to. Um, it's not going to be amazing, but I think it's going to be a fun horror movie. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Find out next week when you remember to watch Remember. Uh, what do you? What's your final thoughts on the harder they fall? I guess I kind of don't like the title, but uh, it's okay. Yeah, doesn't really say much about the movie. It's kind of just like they settled on that one. I liked it. I you know, the, I like the opening credits because it kind of broke down some of the characters, and so you weren't surprised when people showed up. Mm-hmm. Which is you know, what I mean, I was telling the kids like, yeah, they used to have movies like this. Always had opening credits. Yeah, like they tell you the character like name. <laughs> I, I did just like the whole setup uh, in the beginning. I, I thought it lagged too much in the middle, um, but it it was a lot more fun than I was expecting, and it was just a good time all around. It's always fun when you can sit down on a Sunday and watch a cowboy movie. Yeah, instead of watching the Super Bowl, we're gonna watch that ball. in like thirty minutes. Uh-huh, so. Sports ball, get it? Uh, I don't even ball. care about sports ball because I'm a, a interesting individual on the internet, a nerd who's above such foolish things. Oh, as I thought you're gonna make sports. another Hayes Code reference. I'm a Hayes Code Zillennial. Oh no, I'm making fun of a. Uh, I'm a, a Hayes-lennial. I'm gonna put I'm them all together. Making fun of a different type of nerd. <laughs> I wonder how much overlap there is, though. Probably a lot. Probably way more, very substantial amount. Yeah, for sure. Sports ball. <laughs> how frivolous sports. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of there's a lot of overlap uh, in those groups that also would listen to our podcast. So, you know, yeah, but like you out it, there, support us. 
Yeah, but I'm I'm working. I'm got a specific angle. I'm working like um like a very like a really good heel in professional wrestling where um I'm gonna get a lot of people on my side who agree with me who also think they're like too cool for everything, right? That'll be a small portion of our audience, but then the, a large portion of the audience is just fucking loves to hate me, right? That's that's what I'm going for. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, uh, recruit then, huh? Yeah, so they'll just constantly come in here to get pummeled, like for have their opinions and beliefs, and just pummeled by me because they're just shitting on everything they like because I think it's so uncool and square, and they can't oh, get enough of it. Dumb, worthless chicks <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you if you build th- bellies, come look at a real man. If you'd like to hear more, go to vhskvlt.com, VHS Cult, spelled the black metal way, dot com. You got other podcasts on there. There's some other shit you can look at. You can donate to the Patreon. And in fact, you should you donate feet. to the Patreon. Otherwise, actually, if you can't donate to the Patreon, if you can't do anything, the most you can do is, you know, like and subscribe, like and subscribe, follow us on Spotify, wherever the fuck it works. Tell your friends and family. Tell your haters. Get in Twitch streams. Tell them to stop playing the fucking Turf Wizard game and start listening to Content Sewer. Just fucking post it on Reddit. Make some TikToks about it. You know, get some clips. Make some clips. Maybe we'll start uh, recording it again on video. On video film. Oh, yeah. You can see your ugly faces. It'd be easier to do clips. 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 Now you see my beautiful oh, face. Yeah. I got a mustache right now. <laughs> mustache time. Uh, yeah, whatever. Fucking just help us out. You know, this is we're all in this together. I love you. We're a team. Not all of us, as you've repeated several times. No, they're they're on my team too. I mean, I talk a lot of shit. This podcast, I get on here, I talk my shit, blah blah blah. It's not the end of the world if you're afraid of sex in movies. I, you just might be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not the end of the world, but it potentially could lead to the end of the world. It, possibly, uh, if yeah. you look at my seven point plan here. Mm. It's a slippery slope, one might say. <laughs> as you can see. Uh, afraid of sex movies uh everything explodes man speaking of slippery slopes i've been uh trying to quit smoking and oh i was like you're gonna talk about oily titties the movies well it's kind of gonna have something to do with oh, okay. oily titties or whatever. Man, uh, i'm trying to quit, quit smoking and man good thing i'm not actually trying to do semen retention because something about not smoking is making me really interested in slippery slopes you know what <laughs> i mean like i'll just be sitting there like man i really need to look at a butt right now Content sewer, uh, VHSCult.com. Check that shit out. Love you. See you next week.